This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am Estai Foster. That's right. You tuned into another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast, where we give you our very own reviews and takes of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, my guy? Man, let me tell you, my guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm all right. You know what I mean? I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? The holidays was good. You know what I'm saying? All this type of shit. But man, let me tell you what happened. So you remember I told you how FedEx is. Like now all of a sudden we ship out all the furniture in the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Roll up to these apartment complex. The last delivery in this one apartment complex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I rolled around. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dang, boy. I was like, this is where the entertainment stand go. Mm-hmm. So I could I could tell by the way though, because the, the, the way these apartments work, uh, odd numbers on the bottom, even numbers on top. So I saw mm-hmm. it was two tens. I was like, dang, so I know I gotta take this to the second floor. All right. So I go to grab the, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the entertainment stand. And I go to like try to pull it. That motherfucker slipped out my hand. When I tell you it fell right on my right big toe. Oh my God. Man, when I tell you, I had I dropped to my knees. <laughs> like it was thriving so much mm. and now this happened at like 10 45 i still got a whole work day to go right so i done sit there dude I, I i dropped my scanner i dropped to my knees and i just sat there for a second because i was in shock i couldn't move so then once it finally stopped thriving for a second you know i'm saying i found i pulled out the truck you know what I'm saying? Put it on the hand trucks, walking and see this I hate these apartments. Because it's kind of like like the low numbers are in the front and the high numbers are in the back. So I had to walk all the way around the building with a limp. You know what I'm saying? Then grab it and tote it up these damn steps and put it up there. So all right. So then I get home. So I ain't seen it. I ain't even look at it. You know what I'm saying? Cause like because I'm trying, because I had a lot of stops. I didn't have time to sit there and you know what I'm saying take my shoes off, take my socks off to see what's going on with my foot. I get home, and I was like, yo, I was like, I'm going to soak my foot in some Epsom salt. Man, let me right. tell you, but, but it was so much blood up under my nail, man. Like, oh, it, man, I'm telling you, but it's it's like, I'm still, you know what I'm saying, like, getting, because it, it'll, like, it'll, like, bleed, and then, like, I, like, soak it, and then it'll, like, kind of clean itself out, but then it'll be, I started bleeding again. But man, I'm telling you, but and then like I said, I had to finish that work day. Then I had to go in Saturday, so I just been working <laughs> on a banged up toe, man. And then it's been, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's been it's been one of those weekends, man. It's been one of those weekends. But other than the toe being jacked up, man, I'm alright, man. How you feeling, man? Um, I ain't, I I have no complaints, bro. I have no complaints. Um. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you and everybody else out there, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Holidays was cool. Uh, well, I take that back. I got one complaint. You know what I'm saying? And everybody that knows me know that, you know, had a horrible, horrible Saturday. Uh, Ohio State lost to that bum school 
somewhere in the northern area of America. And uh yeah, <laughs> I gotta deal with that for another fucking year, but <laughs> outside of that, everything else is going pretty good, man. Um yeah, that shit ruined my whole Saturday though. I ain't gonna lie. I was punching I, the air getting junior boys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I turned into Trey from Boys in the Hood, man. I was oh, like, I can't man. believe this bullshit just happened to me, bro. Damn. But yeah, outside of that, man, everything was pretty good. Uh, I had my boys, you know what I'm saying, pretty much the whole weekend, including, well, I had them before Thanksgiving. So, you know what I'm saying? I was kicking it with them, and, you know, they were showing me uh, all the video games, and they heard, they heard us recording about uh five nights at freddy's so they decided to give me a tutorial um about the five nights at freddy's game and all the lore and stuff behind that so now i know a lot about five nights at freddy's that i probably won't use uh <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i appreciated the the time to kick it with them and chill with them so that was fun but yeah man outside of that that's pretty much about it man What's, what's up, man? I ain't mad at that. For sure, man. So, um, real quick before we move on and, and get into what we're watching, um, what what was your what was your favorite dish this Thanksgiving? The favorite dish, just one dish. Yeah, like the the one thing that you know what I'm saying that that was made, and you was like, man, whatever happens, I got to get that. Man, come on, man. That dressing with that gravy on it. You know what I'm saying? She talking man. about buddy. Man, get that get that gravy. You know what I'm saying? All up in man, what? Come yeah, on, I'm man. That's that's you. the one. Like, but see the thing is, it's like cause I kind of mix mine in with like with the rice. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? I kind of consider that like you know what talking about now. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Like, Do you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The dressing and the gravy and the rice, man. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 like that's that's a fork full right there. Just you know, hey, digging up in there. Like, I'm not. I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm actually willing to go try this because this sounds yo, this sounds very tempting. Oh, this is yo man. What? And then I had the uh the uh you know I had Thanksgiving twice. I mean, had that the gold plate. So as soon yeah. as I got off from work Saturday, you know what I'm saying, I had to bust that down real quick. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Gotcha. But but yeah, that's the that's the that's the one thing I look forward to the most. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that dressing and that rice. Well, the dressing and the rice really and, and the gravy, man. That's just like Damn, you know Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the one. That's the one right so, there. What's the, what's that me, one for you? For me. Okay. Um there's this uh there's this thing that we do where we go to honey baked ham. And okay. we don't get no ham. Okay. We get the honey baked turkey. Okay. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh this year is the first year I decided to practice self-control and and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not try to eat the whole thing of turkey because honey baked ham's turkey is the most fire turkey. It's juicy. You know what I'm saying? It's the same, you know what I'm saying? It got the same glaze as the honey baked ham. 
you know what I'm saying? But a little better taste, you know what I'm saying? That ham, that ham tastes kind of overpower uh, the honey baked uh, ham, the, the glaze and everything. With the turkey, though, it's, it's just right. You know what I'm saying? It's perfect. So, yeah, man, we got that honey baked ham, uh, honey baked turkey this year. So I did my best not to, uh, you know, not to take too much and make sure everybody else got theirs. But I definitely uh, got my feel of it. But that's my favorite. That's my favorite part of it, man. That honey baked turkey, dog. It's, it's delicious. Um, I, it ain't nothing like it. I can't lie to you, man. So, uh, did you did you have any good desserts? Matter of fact, I didn't. I never, I never, that's the, now we had, <clears throat> we had a red velvet cake, a chocolate cake, and mm-hmm. a honey bun cake. Okay. And a I didn't eat any of it. Yeah. And what I didn't touch none of it. Like, like a cake, but it, it's like, it's a honey bun? Well, I think, I, I guess it tastes like honey bun. I guess. They put the ingredients in it to, but but I didn't I didn't try any of it, man. I, I I'm not a huge sweets person. I'm not either. Yeah, I'm not either. But I will say this though. <laughs> so they made a they made a sweet potato crunch cake. I think they made two of them. They made a chocolate cake, a peach cobbler, and then my sister and my kids made monkey bread. Have you ever had monkey bread? Yes, I have. Let me tell you something, bro. I used to eat monkey bread when I was a kid. My aunt used to make it all the time. That used to be like the highlight of, of going to any of her functions was the monkey bread. Like that was the last thing that had to be pulled out because like people used to fight over it. That's how good it was. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my sister and my sons, you know what I'm saying, had made some. And uh, man, it was it was like old times. You know what I'm saying? I felt I felt 11 all over again. You know what I mean? It was delicious. So I actually indulged in some sweets this time, man. I don't I usually don't I don't eat cake and all that. Like for my birthday, I don't even eat cake and stuff like that. But monkey bread, you got me. That's that's okay. that's my downfall. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of there. Okay. I'm gonna tell you what I want to try, man. And they talk about this every year on Evro in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now they say it's a little pricey. But you know, and I was telling my mom about it. I was like, "So we could try it maybe next year." Yeah. But and they were surprised. So I was like, "Yo, I was like, Mom, we need to hit up Popeyes, get a turkey from Popeyes." She was like, "You know, they got that it. actually might be good." And I, she said, "How do it come?" I said, "Well, they do it both ways." I said, "You can buy it cooked, or you can buy it seasoned, and you know what I'm saying. And you do the, uh, you know, you do the cooking yourself." Okay. And so um so I haven't I haven't tried it yet, but I want to. That's something that I want to try, but I heard it's like 70, 80 bucks or whatever. So it's I'm gonna have to look into that. It's not that bad actually though. Yeah, yeah. So uh I'm you know, that's that's a little something that I, I wanna I wanna try. You know what I'm saying? See, yeah, see how we can work that out. I'm gonna have to check that out myself, man. That's a uh that's a nice little idea, you know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't gonna lie, man. Popeyes is good. Yeah, Popeyes Sorry. is uh yeah, Popeyes is that joint. That might be a move. I just hate their commercials, but yeah, that'd be a move. Um, so man, let's get into it, man. Um, 
this is our favorite segment of the show. This is where we give you, you know what I'm saying, extra things to go check out outside of, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the movie or TV show that we covering in the episode, man. This is like uh, the trailer version <clears throat> of our podcast, man. It's called We'll Be Watching. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, man. So what you got for us this week? So I got two this week, man. So I got one. Um, I finally got a chance to watch it. They put it on Netflix maybe two or three weeks ago. Okay. Um, and it is the second installment of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah. That was dope. Yeah, man. So uh, it was it was really good. I, I, I like the first one a little bit better. Um, mm -hmm. but they did throw some, you know what I'm saying, some different it's just the fact of like, look, we talked about this, I'm not gonna go long on it, but it just seems like everything is verse now or past and future. Like it's like mm -hmm. the MCU is just really big into that now. So it's just like it's getting to a point where it is kind of, you know what I mean, dragging out a little bit. Like I'm 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 getting too much of you know what I'm saying? Past and present and future. Well, not present, but past and future. You know what I mean? So it, it is starting to be a little bit much, but um, I think they do a great job with these movies, man. Like, I really yeah. do. I don't watch a lot of animation or cartoon or however you put it, but these two movies, man, like, they, they put these two together and they done a phenomenal job with it. I like I like how they do it. You know, it's just too much seriousness, just too much humor. Like, they mix all of that stuff in really well. I think they do good, uh, really good with the script. So um, I'm really, I'm really feeling it, man. I like, I like how they brought the uncle back because he ended up yeah. going into the wrong universe or whatever, whatnot. But I do mm -hmm. think that that whole thing of just, you know, not doing the whole thing of like they was trying to explain the miles that you became spider-man basically in, in such a in parker and uh, being not being but uh but yeah being had to die so he to become spider-man and all this type of shit they were just saying how we all tied in together and he was just like right. yeah, fuck that. i'm like <laughs> i'm not letting my pops die so um True. so i think they did really good with that movie so the next one i got it's a little bit older movie it came out in 2019 but um it's on Peacock right now. I don't know what it originated on, but it's a movie called Don't Let Go. And it got to do, I can't never pronounce his name. I think his first name is David, but the dude that played the sheriff in um, Silo, um, the black oh, guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he plays uh, the, the Bass Reeves. No, 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 that's not him. Is yes. It? Not that is him? Yes, 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 yes. That new is joint. It, is it like at 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 a bow at a byway or something like that? Hell, you can say it better than I can. <laughs> uh, I, I know, I know who you're talking about though. Yeah, he's in that storm. Reed is in it. Um, so basically, he's a cop, and um, his brother is actually Brian Tyree Henry. And okay. so what ended up happening was he dies. His girlfriend, a wife, dies. And his niece, which is Storm, dies. But this is the crazy part. He's two weeks in the future. And he's talking to his niece 
two weeks prior and he's telling her like yo like these men are going to come to the house and kill you and your mom and your dad mm -hmm. and so he's trying to prevent like this happening so like he's like there, there was one scene that was dope so like they was at the diner at the same time but they don't see each other because they two weeks apart so He's like, yo, I want to try something. He was like, yo, you see that gum that's sitting there on the on the counter? Grab, mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Grab a couple of pieces, get all different colors, and sit at this table. So she sits at the table. He was like, yo, put the gum in your mouth, chew it up, put it on the table. Leans over, boom, he gets the gum. And so then that's when he kind of realizes, like, okay, so we can kind of communicate or well they're communicating because they're talking to each other on the phone but he's starting to realize well i'm two weeks ahead of you and so he's trying to tie stuff together so she still didn't believe it at, at this time so she got another piece of gum and she wrote something on a piece of paper put it on the table told him to go under there and boom he got it and described to her it was a you know a piece of paper with such and such on it and mm -hmm. so he's trying to talk her through saving her because like he was like bummed when he saw like all three of them dead so now he's trying to save her from the future so i thought that i thought that that was a really dope concept man and mm -hmm. i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna say this now and we spoke a little bit about her before if everything go according to plan storm reed is gonna be she's she's next yeah, i think she, that girl Zendaya path for real Man, that girl is so good. Man, that girl mm -hmm. is a great actress, man. She, I think she's gonna be one of those actresses that we like, yo, that, that girl's gonna form into a legend because for her to be doing this shit the way she's doing it right now, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, she's gonna be something special. I so agree. I she did yeah. a hell of a job in Last of Us too for like that little time that she was in there. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, she, she's next up. She's definitely next up. So I got uh, Spider-Man Across the uh, the Spider-Verse on Netflix and Don't Let Go, which is on Peacock right now. Nice. Um, So for me, I have two of them as well. The first one is a comedy on HBO Max um, starring Danny McBride. I don't know if Danny McBride had a like a small contract with HBO at the time or like... Um, they was just like super, super into what he was doing, but he has a like a myriad of content on H or on Max. Um, so <clears throat> this one is called the Fist Footway, or the Foot Fistway, one of those two. And basically, he is like this small town Taekwondo instructor, <laughs> and <laughs> basically, you know what I'm saying? Like he runs this taekwondo uh taekwondo dojo and um he married you know what i'm saying like and he just living a normal life but it's this guy named uh the truck that's like a movie <coughs> <coughs> excuse me he like a movie star and all this other stuff and he looks up to him so like he got a poster of the dude's movie poster or whatever in his dojo and stuff and so one of the little boys was talking to him and he was like, who do you think will win the fight? Uh, Bruce Lee or the truck? And he was like, oh, that's easy. He was like, I don't even know why you would ask me a question like that. He was like, it's the truck. 
he was like, uh, he was like, no one is as awesome as the truck is. He was like, uh, he was like, plus Bruce Lee's dead, so he wouldn't even be able to fight him anyway. <laughs> so, it's, oh my God. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? It's one of them, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like super bad and and um pineapple express type movies, it's like that, but you know what I'm saying? It's about this taekwondo instructor it's hilarious he finally get to meet the truck dude and then the truck dude sleep with his wife they end up getting into a fight in the backyard like it's it's just hilarious <clears throat> great movie comedy all throughout um and then the cast it ain't like a real big big cast so you know what i'm saying like is it it allows for the comedy to actually be there and then second man um this is also on max uh blue beetle i finally got a chance to watch blue beetle um, i'm gonna watch that man great 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 movie great movie um to me if you ask me it's a <clears throat> it's a lot of progression it's like a lot of quick progression in the movie and they don't do a lot of like um uh, like they don't they don't sit in a lot of stuff long enough for me however as they made, you know what I'm saying, as they made everything go on, I think they did a great job of it for what, you know what I'm saying, for the amount of time that they had allotted and to be able to put the story together. George Lopez steals the show, you know what I'm saying? He comes in, he does his thing, hilarious. He does a great job adding comedy to it. Um, The main character, I don't know his name, but he does a great job at playing Jaime Reyes. Um and i gotta give them credit man that suit looked amazing you know what i'm saying it's not a lot of times where you watch these superhero movies and they do a great job with looking like the actual character this one they did an amazing job actually making him look like the blue beetle um i think susan sarandon is in it she like the the bad guy the main antagonist in it so i thought that was dope um but it's a it's a great story. If you are a family person, this is a great family movie to watch with your kids and you know what I'm saying, to sit back and kick it. It's action, comedy, some drama, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a sad moment in there. Uh it's it's just all around a good movie. It's a great family movie for sure, but it's a good movie. So go check that out definitely. They both on Max. The first one is The Foot Fist Way and then the second one is Blue Beetle. Okay, I ain't mad at those. <clears throat> All right, man. So this next one, you know what I'm saying, that we got here is a feature presentation. You know what I'm saying? This is what we this is what we all here for. Um, this is a classic. Uh came out in 1994. Uh uh now all-star cast. Um, you got Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, uh Gary Sinise, um, Sally Field, uh man. Um Damn, what's his name, bro? Uh, uh, why ain't they got him on here? That's weird. How do they not have Bubba on here? Yo, let me tell you how crazy this is. This say. You know how usually like the top built cast on IMDb would be like four people? Yeah. Bro, when I tell you that this <laughs> this is going on forever, these people must have went out and did some amazing work because there's no what's the name? Uh there it goes. McKelty Williamson. 
his name Bubba. He played Bubba. Also played um uh oh what's his name Uncle uh what was his name in Oh, oh you talking about um oh, some Cuddy? I'm not yeah. watching some Cuddy. <laughs> yeah, he uh, played ATL, bro. Oh man, what was his name in there? It, it escaped me, bro. Um, oh man, it escaped me too. You talking about comedy, bro? That was hilarious. He he did an amazing job in ATL. He also did an amazing job in this man, Forrest Gump. Um, so basically, this movie is uh about a a kid who is born and raised in Alabama. Um, <clears throat> and he basically had well, I, let me let me redo this. Because let me tell you, this movie is really about this movie is really about a man sitting at a bus stop telling this lady a story about his life as they're waiting on the bus. That's what this movie is really about. And th- and I'm I'm glad I remembered to say this because none of this shit happened in real life, bro. In 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 the Forrest Gump universe, none of this happened in real life. This nigga was at the bus stop. All this shit happened, and this nigga was at the bus stop. None of this makes sense. Okay, I see the so angle you're going is, today. So this movie is about a dude at a bus stop talking to somebody else at a bus stop about his life up until that point. Now, okay. where do you want to begin with this? All right, so well, let, let me get my observation. Let me get mine because we usually don't do this. Yeah, do but you like for me, for me, it's like this movie to me is about. You know, a kid who, you know what I'm saying, grew up unlucky, had to wear these brakes on his leg. You know what I'm saying? Speech was messed up. Mom Dukes had to basically have sex with a principal to get her son into a school, which was wow, I forgot all about which is that part. Hilarious point in the movie. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot about that. You know what I'm saying? When he does when he started doing the sounds back at old dude. <laughs> 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 So what what they're showing you is, to me, this movie is showing you like a boy who we would say is mentally challenged, right? But he goes on to be involved and have the most extravagant life. This person yeah. that we thought was going to be grow grow up to do nothing and be nothing, mm-hmm. turn it out being in all the major or being around all the major events in history in the history. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So he what they did is like to me what this movie is is this the the, the, uh, the, the, the Saki commercials. You know what I'm saying? The most mm-hmm. interesting man in the world commercials. Yeah. Like Forrest Gump was that first before they came up with this whole the Saki commercial. Like that's how I see this movie. And it's like, how can this dude, this this one kid mm-hmm. who everybody was like he's slow, he's not gonna be a mountain or nothing. But he done and been around the most extravagant things that ever happened. That's what I see in this movie. But I see what you're meaning. Even though he told it to more than one woman, he told it to the black lady, mm-hmm. the white lady, and the white and the one white man. So he actually told three he different was people. This story at the bus stop. Then yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Now this is this is how I really view this movie after rewatching this. I really view this movie as him re recounting the the major moments in his life mm-hmm. right i don't think that he was a part of any of those things that he was saying i think that he was in front of the tv 
and because he's seen these things in TV, because remember at the, at the time, because this is from what, the 50s to the 70s. So at this time, like the TV is major when all mm -hmm. of these things are happening, especially the events that he's talking about. All of this shit is major, right? And by the time he gets, by the time he becomes of age to be able to do things, the TV is a is a brand new thing. It's a huge, uh, it's a huge part of everybody's lives, and this is something that people was constantly doing, right? So, to me, when he's telling these, when he's telling this story to these people, and he's bringing up all of these things that he's been a part of, I think that because he's seen them on TV, it's easier for him to imagine himself being there because. At the time, since the TV is so new, it felt like you were there. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I got I got two rebuttals. Okay. So the first rebuttal is they never show for us as a kid watching the TV. So I don't get how that's a thing. But really? number two, so okay, so you what you're saying is you don't think that any of the stuff actually happened that he just I don't think so he was on TV. involved in none of this. Okay. The, only I, the only thing I do think he was possibly involved in is the war. So what about this part? When he was sitting there talking to the white lady mm -hmm. and told him that he's the owner. And the guy, because the guy didn't believe him. He was mm -hmm. like, I'm the owner of Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yeah. And I'm a you know millionaire and all this type of shit. And the guy was like, you are? He was like, yeah, right, blah, blah, blah. He laughed it off. So he walks off, and then he, he's asked the lady, he says something, and then he goes in his back, he pulls it out the magazine that shows him and Lieutenant Dan on the cover. Mm -hmm. So that ain't real? Now, that's this is what I'm saying. I do believe he went to the military. I do believe he met Bubba, and I do believe that he ended up with the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. That I do believe. All of that other shit that like these, bro, this nigga was this nigga won a national championship with Alabama. This nigga yeah, was there yeah. when Kennedy got shot. This nigga got a uh, he got a medal from somebody, which probably did happen because of the war part, right? Um, didn't this nigga have something to do with like the space shuttle launch or some shit like that? No, yo, my guy, no, my guy, no, the all time, and this is the one I don't know how I forgot about this shit, my man. So he got he got invited back to the White House, right? Yeah, this nigga been to the okay. White House like, like the second time he went to the White House. Mm -hmm. He just happened to be <laughs> in the Watergate Motel and make a phone call. That's and say, yo, get that's see, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so then don't forget, don't forget, right? Also, this him and his mom living out in the middle of no fucking where in the bayous of Alabama. And it just so happened that they get somebody to randomly come live with them and boarding for a little bit. And this nigga just so happened to be Elvis Presley and he learned a little dance from him. Come on. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, see, that's the thing. That's the thing about this. I think I, I get what they was trying to do. Mm -hmm. And it's entertaining to watch. And yeah. actually, to to be to be in a writing room. And be like, yo, so I want to make a movie. Oh, yeah, what you want to make a movie about? So I want to make a movie about a kid that grows up to be a man, but he just happens 
like everybody say he ain't gonna be shit. To be in the in the in the most uh uh successful moments in history. Yeah, every every everything you can think of, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Watergate. Uh he went to Vietnam, he gets a gold medal, he get he gets shot in the he ass, he learns how to play ping pong. <laughs> learn how to play ping pong. Yeah. Bro, do you think nobody's going to remember this nigga playing Olympic ping pong, bro? Come on, man. Well, I mean, I, I, yes and no, because, I mean, if you're talking about the sixties and seventies, like, are motherfuckers really paying attention to the ping pong shit? Absolutely, it's the Olympics. You got to. I mean, it's the Olympics, but in the sixties and seventies, it's war going on and shit. This is when like nations is at their pr most prideful moments. And when the Olympics come on, nigga, uh, 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 John Carlos and Tommy Smith holding up the fist, like, bro, it's so many, it's so much shit going on during the Olympics, like, and then this, and that's why I keep bringing up TV. That's why I mentioned TV, because of the fact that at that time, bro, you got to remember when the space shuttle launched, everybody was in front of TV. When Kennedy gets killed, everybody's in front of the TV. Martin Luther King gets killed, everybody's in front of the TV. The news is—it's it, only three channels. It ain't like it ain't like how TV is now, where it's other shit to watch. And then you also got to remember that motherfucker was going off at a certain time too. It didn't stay on all night like it do now. So everybody's watching TV, bro. Everybody, like. I, I think uh I don't know if I, I don't even remember if this was in the movie or if this was like a director's cut shit. But this nigga met Johnny Carson. Yeah, he was on the show. We, we he was on the show. It was Johnny Carson and um the Beatles. Um uh, Nick John Lennon. Do you think <laughs> going to remember this nigga on Johnny Carson in the between the 50s and the 70s, bro? Man, Carson that's the whole air till what the fucking uh, uh late eighties maybe or the or the early eighties. Listen, this dude was on. He was on every magazine cover for running across the United States like three times. Yeah. So and and not only that, not only that. He ended up making millionaires to other people, like the whole smiley face shirt. Like he had, he was running, and fucking muds came up on him, and then <laughs> he wiped his face, and it happened to be a perfect smiley face. That and that's and, and then he turned that dude into a millionaire. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's stuff stuff it's, like that, like just just random random events in in history that just so happened to be the most successful prominent moments in history he was just happening to be a part of all of them moments right that could possibly have been on tv most of these moments were on tv bro i i hear i hear what you're saying the only i th that's a smart observation because i never thought of that before i guess the reason why i never really thought of it is because they never now they showed us images of him being on tv but they never actually show him watching tv and, as and a young adult and who would want to be on tv more than a young child that has always watched television 
we don't know if you watch television. I'm not now. Now, mind you, you're right. This is a theory. This is just a theory for me. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. I'm, as I'm watching this, I'm in my head. I'm like, bro, there's no way he he just so happened to be at the in the right spot at the right time in all of these moments. There's no way, dude. Let me tell you how he got scouted. Let me. Well, every everybody has seen this movie, but yeah. this is how he got scouted by Bear Bryant. My man is running from the dudes who threw rocks at him as a kid. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Now they throwing rocks at him and chasing him in a truck, which I don't know how he kept getting away from the truck. Then happened to run to a football field <laughs> and run past everybody on the football field when Bear Bryant was watching high school kids play, trying to recruit and see this one kid that just happened to run past everybody and was like, yo, I want to recruit that kid. And he puts them on the damn team. And, and we we both we both love football. So think about the time Bear Bryant was, you know, coaching. Okay. It it wasn't that many black players on the field, first and foremost. I'm glad you brought that up because I got something to say on that. Okay. So it wasn't that many black players on the field. You mean to tell me, and I don't care how this sounds to anybody, okay? I just want to let y'all know this before I say this. But a white man is running so fast. He's running that fast. And Bear Bryant is impressed with how fast this white man is running. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Forrest Gump was that fast. I think he was probably the fastest white man at the time. And there was no way he was outrunning that fucking truck. Well, I take that back. He might, he possibly could have outran that truck. Because in the 40s and 50s, the speed limit was probably, I don't know, 20 in most cities. So he, that truck truck probably only was going like 50 but ain't no way he was out running a 50 mile an hour truck going top speed bro okay come on man now i've okay. never been on a, a gravel huge... road like don't forget he was on a gravel road yes i've never been a huge bear bryant fan which i mean you know i have nothing against the guy it's just like all right they say he was great whatever well i mean but Depending the circumstances. I watched this one ESPN special joint they put on. And they was talking about Bear Bryant. And this is when I was like, man, you know what? This made me like Bear Bryant a little bit. Mm -hmm. So at some point in the 60s, because a lot of people know SEC country, you know, you was allowed maybe one, possibly two black people on the team. Right. Right. And, and you was only allowed one in basketball. Yeah. So Bear Bryant started to notice, like, hey, these black dudes are right. But he knew, well, I'm in Alabama. They ain't going to let me. Because Bear Bryant, honestly, Bear Bryant wanted to win. You know what I mean? So he, he came up with a brilliant idea. And I didn't know this until I watched this, this special ESPN. So he put USC on the schedule. Mm -hmm. And he knew USC had three running backs, three black dudes, mm -hmm. all Americans. Mm -hmm. And so they went out there <laughs> and got boat raced, right? And so after the game, after the game, he's laughing. They were like, we never seen him laugh after a loss. 
but he had a he had a point, and I was like, you know what? I might like Matt Brown a little bit. He did that to prove a point to people back in Alabama is that I need black players on my team. <laughs> and the only way to get y'all to understand that I need black players on my team is I'm going to take my team out to California and we're going to get boat raced by these black dudes and then now y'all going to be okay when I start breaking, start recruiting. Because he started recruiting black players after mm-hmm. getting his uh, they boot smoked now, by USC. Could this, could this be a possibility that the, the, the person that <laughs> The person that Forrest Gump was supposedly portraying, <laughs> first black running back at Alabama. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, boy, you stupid. You mean to tell me, bro, you mean to tell me in Alabama, in 1950s Alabama, that these young white kids are in a truck, pickup truck, chasing down a young mentally challenged white kid instead of harassing random black kids? In 1950s Alabama? That's hard to believe, bro. I think I would say that it's possible for the simple fact of I think when people don't understand certain stuff, I think the reason they fought with Forrest is because they didn't understand why he was the way he was. So when something's different, mm-hmm. they don't like different. So I, I think that it could have been I mean, a possibility. Remember what we're talking about. We're talking about 1950s Alabama where I mean, you, could be, you could be a possum and you was better than, the, than a nigga. I, mean, I don't think true. they care too much about Forrest's mental capabilities over going to harass some niggas. That's hard to believe for me. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, look, they was picking on him when he had the braces on his legs. We just seen what happened in Alabama a couple months ago at the riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me <laughs> that in 1950s when this shit was legal, when this shit was the this was the the move. Like niggas, niggas used to get dressed up to get drunk to go fight niggas and jump niggas, and they fucking with force. No, man, no. Now I don't get me wrong. Did they throw rocks at him? Possibly, because as a kid, I'm not gonna lie, I laughed at that in the movie. I thought that shit was hilarious when they was throwing rocks at this nigga and he was just standing there getting hit by the rocks. I'm like, you got to move. You gotta move. But as an adult knowing history i'm like there's no way you know what i'm saying there's there's no way that this is the guy that after a while they're gonna stop that truck if if you can't catch him in the truck you just can't catch him you know what i'm saying i could see when they couldn't catch him on the bikes gravel road it makes sense you in the truck you can't catch this man come on bro let it go real quick I mean, this is... question i gotta ask you so okay. um what I thought was interesting about this whole thing too was Jenny. Fuck Jenny. Now, I I want to agree with you, but I can't. And I okay. tell you why. And I I knew I knew this was gonna be your stance, so I'm so excited about this. Okay, so remember when he when he introduced Jenny into the story, right? He started talking about Jenny, and he was talking about how Jenny was his best friend and. You know what I'm saying? They cared about each other and all that other stuff. But do you remember what was happening to Jenny? 
Jenna was getting sexually abused by her, pop, her father. So she was getting beat and abused by her pops. So sexually abused too by her father. Yeah, yeah, right. I think because of Jenny's trauma, you know what I'm saying, and no therapy during that time, she was going through a lot of shit. I think people give Jenny way too much flack. Way okay. too much flack. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, she had to deal with this shit as a child. And not just her. She had sisters and shit, too. Mm -hmm. As she got older, we never seen none of Jenny's sisters. No. You know what I'm saying? We never seen Jenny's family. We seen her dad a little bit, but he's a piece of shit, so let's leave him out of this. But we never really seen Jenny's family, you know what I'm saying, be there for her. So Jenny was kind of a fucking loner. She was on her own. She was making the best of what she could make with what she knew. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't the brightest either. You know what I'm saying? No. She was at a bar playing naked with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> barely making any money. First and foremost, you already know she ain't that bright. Because it ain't shit to just move the guitar out the way and let them throw more money for you. I mean, come on now. What are we talking about? And we talking what this was like, I think that was the, the 60s? Late 60s, yeah. Yeah, free love and all that shit. So being naked wasn't even an issue at this time. Okay? So she wasn't that bright either. So this is what I'm saying, man. I think we give her way too much flack. Because I was one of them people that was on that boat too. I'm like, bro, Jenny ain't shit. She a piece of shit. How could she do for us like this? Rewatching this, knowing what she went through, I really don't, I'm not that mad at her anymore. Because how was she supposed to navigate through life without any guidance? Like, did, I think her mom, did her mom die or something like that? I think her mom died. Yeah, and like I think that's when he started. Yeah, I think that's when he started. Yeah, I think that's when he started like sexually abusing the girls when when the mother died. Exactly. But no, look, and and you're completely right. I hear mm -hmm. what you're saying. My whole thing against Jenny was first of all, let me say this: I am, you know, huge into, you know, what I'm saying, the mental part of things, right. and her having to deal with that as a child. And not really knowing how to deal with the love that and the attention that that you know what I'm saying that Forrest was giving her. Right. And so with all of that being said, like is Jenny did go through a very traumatic thing. And and you know, yeah. I hope the best for anybody who's ever gone through that and to put that in the movie. Because like also what it also shows you about Forrest is it's saying that yo, this dude has been through almost every event in history that's rememberable. Even the whole fact that he ended up being at the school where they integrated the school in Alabama and the black people are walking in, the black girl drop a book and then Forrest go around to pick up the book and hand her the book. Like, Forrest just happened to be everywhere. Another event but, that could possibly be shown on TV. <laughs> just saying, man. But just I, I hear you. I hear you. And But one thing he can't get right is a girl in love, right? He's, he's able to get countless medals, run across the world, all of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Something bit him in his ass. Everything. But he can't, like, that's the one thing he can't, you know what I'm saying, no, grasp. I know, man. That's the whole that's the whole bit, man. He's the owl, something bit me. You know what I mean? He got shot in the ass. He, he thought something bit him. But, um... 
<laughs> so what I'm saying is he has like the most extravagant fucking life, but that's the one thing he can't grasp is that one person that he loves more than anybody other than his mom, right? Right. Now, my whole thing with Jenny is is the fact of like Forrest was the one person that never judged her, never did anything but show love and like tender care, all that type of shit. Tender love and care to her. And like she he was the one person that if anybody in this world that she could trust, it was him. Right. And because of the traumatic thing that she went through, she kept dealing with men that was just like her father, which we see a lot of that happening anytime, not anytime, in some cases slash most cases, girls who have father issues usually deal with bad men and all types of stuff like that. It's like a phase that they have to go through Um, in some cases, not all cases, but some cases. But it just, to me, watching it, it was just like, this was the person that was perfect for you. Right. So then you give a man a shot. See, this is what pissed me off. This is why I'm like, fuck Jenny. It's not all of the stuff that was before this point. This is the point where I was like, fuck this hoe. I got to that point when when she came to Forrest after Forrest's yeah. mom died, and he's living at home and shit. Mm-hmm. And so she comes and she stays there for I don't know how long, a couple of months, a year, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then she finally gave my man. Now he did one time. She let him feel the titty, and my man busted the nut. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, very understandable. Far as you know, it's between the fifties and the seventies in, in in Alabama in the South. Sexually repressed, very sexually repressed people. Yeah. So he knows absolutely nothing about any yeah. of this shit. He sees some titties, he touch it, boom. You know what I'm saying? Busting that. But anyway. So fast forward. So now he finally getting some, she finally give him the skins. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then you dip out the next morning when he sleep. Come on, man. Come on. I don't, I don't see what the complaint is. I, the complaint is just <laughs> stay with that man. You know what I'm saying? You broke his heart again. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck this hoe. He got some ass and a dependent left. What is the problem? This is every problem. This is every man's dream to have a woman come give you something and then leave. Well, well, I'm gonna tell you why it ain't every man's dream because what ended up happening, but it it worked for the show. I'm sorry. Well, what ended up happening is Mm -hmm. she sends him a letter years later after Mm -hmm. he runs because that's when he runs because he's so fucked up because she left and he runs for like fucking three years or some shit. So <laughs> so after he run and all this shit, he gets a letter from her. That's why he's sitting on the bench in the, in the whole place. The whole reason he was sitting on the bench, he was going to go see Jenny because Jenny sent him a letter. Right. Come to find out, she's five blocks down the damn street that he was sitting at the damn bus stop at for hours. The whole so then he goes down there, sees Jenny, and so then babysitter comes. Drop mm-hmm. off this kid. Mm-hmm. Jen A, you a mother, all this little shit. So she's like, yeah. And she's like, so she's like, his name is Forrest. 
Huh, Forrest like me. For, and then she said, he's his father, or you were his father. And she's like, no, he's named after his father. He's like, mm-hmm. you know another guy named Forrest? <laughs> and this the nigga that just so happened to be in all the major events in history. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hey, he said, he's like, you know another guy named Forrest? And she was like, Forrest, you're his father. So then we find out the whole reason why this hoe said, well, finally told him that he had a child. And now you want to be together. But you only want to be with me now because you got AIDS. Come on, man. That's Come on. Fun. Yes. That's it why is. I was like, yo, fuck you this bitch, man. man. You put it like that, it is fucked up. Come but, on, man. But, man, listen. And then he took care of her until she died? <laughs> Come on, man. I tried to fight for her. <laughs> hey, it's hard. It's hard. I know. I heard you. Funny. None of this shit is funny, but it's crazy because the way you put it, bro, I, <laughs> I had to jump back on your side. <laughs> I had to jump back on your side because I was like, God damn, bro, she really did this nigga wrong. But no, man. <laughs> I feel you, but you're right. But I'm saying like, imagine if she came from a loving family, what she could have, what, what possibly could have been of her. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. so she she was dealing with life the best way she knew how. And I think for the for the most part, I, I think that she left Forrest because of the way that her life was going. And I don't, I think that what she was trying to do was, was protect Forrest from the shit that she was, you know what I'm saying, from who she was personally. And yeah, okay, you know what I'm saying, she had a kid with him and everything else, but if you gotta think about it like that, right? Think about this. Do you really want this man who is telling all of these stories, these fabricated stories about his life. <laughs> Talk about he was, you know what I'm saying? This nigga met Nixon and you know what I'm saying? And then he met fucking Johnson. Uh, he met he he met, he met, met J- JFK, Nixon, and um, Lyndon B. Johnson. He met all three of them. He met all of these presidents. This nigga was the star running back at Alabama. No, he only he only did kickoff return. Man, whatever he did, nigga was a star. That nigga took that motherfucker back. That nigga was a star at Alabama. You know how Alabama is. If you score a touchdown in Alabama, you just star. Um, then this nigga was, you know, what I'm saying this nigga was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and John fucking Lennon. You know, what I'm saying this nigga fought in a war and, and carried a nigga all the way back from war while bombs is going off and shells. Not not one. Not one, like five. Come on, man. And you mean to tell me all of it? He telling all of these stories, and she ain't looking at this nigga like this motherfucker is cuckoo. The war has fucked him up. That could possibly be another thing too. Now that I think about it, what if he was so traumatized from the war, all of these events, because he's watched them over the years, he just he's just envisioning himself there and he's making this shit up because of the, from the war. I think that's the whole purpose of the movie is what you're doing right now. I to think that 
Yeah, to, to to look at a person like Forrest and being the type of person that he is that's mentally challenged. No, I'm not saying it because of him being mentally challenged. I'm just saying what is the fucking probability that somebody would be in all of these fucking events in history? That's that's the whole that's the whole point. It's that's the whole point. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be. Yeah. I think the movie's supposed to be that way. Then okay. let's not forget. Let's not forget. He was failing at the shrimping business. He didn't do good until the fucking hurricane came and That's all true. the other boats got washed out. Except for his. Except for his. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's the whole point of the movie. The whole point of the movie is to be like, this dude is involved in every, every extravagant thing that can happen. Dude, dude, he's the opposite of what Benjamin Button is. The curious face of Benjamin Button is the same shit, basically. Yeah, but nah, this nigga is more like Bagger Vance. That too. <laughs> this nigga is the like those, nigga the luck of the gods, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the whole point of the movie. I, I think that it's just to say, like, yo, everybody's gonna say, yo, there's no way. Absolutely, like, yeah. This is impossible. It's like when dude was like, nah, that's not the CEO of Bubba Gum Shrimp Co. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I think that's the whole point of it. And then let's not forget, he went to his mailbox and said, Yo, I think I think it was Lieutenant Dan's idea. I think he was like, got him involved in this fruit company that just so happened to be Apple. And now he ain't never got to work a day in his life. <laughs> cutting grass, cutting grass at the high school for free. Because he just enjoyed doing it on a snapper. Come on, man. Yeah, you know I mean. I think that's the whole point of the movie is to say there's no fucking way you did all this shit. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Might be. But yeah, I look, I felt, look, and I'm with you on the gender. That's why I said everything before mm -hmm. she started living with him. And I will say that you are right about what you said. That's what I was going to get on before you had started on the second point is the fact of when he asked to marry her. Mm hmm. And she said, you don't want to marry me. Right. And he was like, something about, I love you. And she was like, you don't know what love is. And I'm sitting there like, that pissed me off. Because I'm like, wait a minute. If anybody don't know what love is, it's you. <laughs> For number what? No. I, I think she knows exactly what love is. No. And I'll tell you why. Tell because me. she's never had it. So it would have to be the total opposite of everything she's ever experienced so she yeah. probably knows exactly what love is and knowing the shit that she's been through she she probably and this is and this is why i said like you really can't be mad at her because she probably loves for so much that she could she couldn't bear to drag him into that and i hear what you're saying because i think that she knew she was out here, you know what I'm saying, throwing a box at everybody for money and all this type of stuff. I think she knew about all the things that she did. And she was like, yo. But also, I think Jenny didn't see, well, obviously, she didn't see what Forrest saw when she looked in the mirror. Well, you know she what I'm saying? Didn't know shit about because Forrest. she, she, Forrest looked at her as a goddess. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Forbes was willing to do anything for her. Mm-hmm. And for her to tell him, now I get what you're saying. That's the different type of love, though. I don't think people mm-hmm. understand there's different types of love. Absolutely. Like the way that Forrest loved her, he was willing to do anything for her. And the way that she loved him, she was willing to pull herself from that situation because she knew that he yeah. deserved better. Right. So I understand that. It's just the fact of like, with him. You know the whole thing of like when I would tell you like yo like the the German chick while I was mm-hmm. like yo if she was acting the way she was acting before I got the box yeah it was gonna be worse when I got the box absolutely so I said I will pass she didn't pass she gave him the box and it made him run for three years well that it don't really work it don't really work okay. like that. Now some but, dudes yes it does some dudes yes it does, but it don't really work like that for dudes. And the reason I say that is because with women, the emotions play into it, right? Yeah. They say women are emotional, men are logical. For ugh, for him, I'm sorry, I just seen the commercial with that school up north. Um, but for him, I think him running, right, was because he felt like he didn't have anything else and he was always i think that was symbolic of him like even us seeing it in the beginning right anytime danger would happen he would run or anytime something would hurt him he would run you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and at first that was something that she told him to do Mm -hmm. remember that's what she she told him to run yeah exactly so when he's hurt, what does he do? He runs. When he was running from them dudes and ended up at Alabama, he was running to save the people that he didn't want to die so he wouldn't be hurt. What did he do? He ran. He grabbed them and ran and saved their life. Um, everything about him when it comes to pain is is that's what he correlates and he starts to run. So in that moment, because he was hurt so bad of her leaving him and losing her again or losing her for the first time for real, even though he's lost her multiple times, but this one is really a loss because they was together. He had her, you know what I'm saying, in his life, and now she's gone. The only thing he could do is run. That's the only thing he knows what, to, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how he deals with situations is he runs. And I think that's what the running thing was symbolic of, not just the, um, you know what I'm saying, not the fact that he didn't, um, you know what I'm saying, like he was hurt by her. It was just the fact of, he felt pain, so because he felt pain, and this is something he's been doing all his life, that's his defense mechanism. I'm just gonna run. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, so I, and you're I, right. That's really, what that is. Yeah, you're right. And and I'm like my whole thing with Jenny is like I know she the life that she was living. She knew that in her mind, she felt that he deserved someone better. So Absolutely. she was just like. You know, you kind of need to get over me. But she had to know at this point, at the ages that they were, that he was never going to get over her. And what made me mad was... I don't think she... I I think... Well, you know what? You are right. I do think that, though. But I think that's the reason for her always trying to distance herself, too, though. Yeah. And like like I say, up until that point, because of the trauma she went through, I was like, all right, I get it. I get why she's doing all of the wild things that she's doing. Yeah, but to wait 
And sit now, what we don't know, what we don't know is because Forrest ran for three years or four years, whatever it was, I don't know how soon she sent the letter or he got it because he was out running. Fact. So we don't know if she found out she was pregnant and sent the letter then, or she personally, I think she didn't send the letter till she found out she was sick. I'm just I'm, trying to I'm, I'm just I'm trying to cut her a little bail before that. And once again, she would have had to know this nigga was running every goddamn where because it was on TV and it was on TV. Yeah, Come on, man. So it wasn't like she ain't know. This is my thing. It's it almost seemed as if she was oblivious to Forrest's life, right? Like everything mm -hmm. that was happening, she was so oblivious to what the fuck was going on in this nigga life. But to me, it don't make sense as to how that is possible because of all of these major events that this nigga is in, right? And this oh, is some baby. shit that is everywhere. So like either she's just literally not paying this shit no attention blatantly or she just she ain't got no fucking TV or ain't got no I, I think it, I think it's I think it's that. I think, I mean, because, I mean, look at, like, when they show her, you know what I'm saying, when she was shooting up and shit. Like, mm -hmm. Jenny, I think she spent a lot of time on the streets and a lot of time high. So, yeah, I don't think... They had TV stores. Like, nigga, you could walk past a store and it'd be... A, yeah, a TVs stack. in the display. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, look, I, I get it. It's, it's Me, personally, mm -hmm. I just feel like I I, I appreciate her Letting him be a father to his child, right? At you know when she found out she got AIDS and shit, mm -hmm. but also marries him when he's that's all he's ever wanted. Like throughout his whole life was to marry her, but it mm -hmm. just it really makes me mad because like that's like the lover part of me was like oh so you want to marry him when you need someone to care for you because you're dying of AIDS. So well, now he gets this version of you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think I that that's fucked up. I don't know if, you know what I'm saying, for sure that's what they wanted to portray when they was writing that. And maybe it was. I'm going to tell me, you why. I, okay. But to me, why. I looked at it. Go ahead. Go ahead. His mom died of what? They said it. I don't remember. She died of cancer. Okay. And they said she died of cancer. Right. Why did why Jenny just say she's sick? Remember, it's the 80s. Because mm. Jenny died in 89. Right. That's what the tombstone said. Yeah. So they was quick to say that his mom died. He said that the when he was telling the story, he said the cancer got her. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Jenny, they just say sick. You might you 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 own or something. And then they show her shooting up, and then we know she was out here having unprotected sex. Oh, of course, yeah. And well, she okay, died so, in the eighties. Okay. But this, so you 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 definitely own it. You definitely hitting the nail on the head right now. I'm I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying though is I don't think that because she was sick, she was giving force a chance. I think that. And this is why I say this, because we, we talked about the letter. I think that once she found out 
I don't think she immediately sent the letter, but I think she eventually sent that letter within a certain time frame. And it, and there's no way it could have been after the fact that um, he was running, right? I think that it was during the fact that he was running, early on in the in the whole running process. Uh-huh. And then when he finally got the letter and they meet up and everything else, if you notice, like, it ain't a it ain't like a, a weird connection or nothing like that. It's you know what I'm saying this is what she's been waiting for. I feel like once she figured out that this was Forrest's son, it was like, yeah, this is meant to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? And on top of the fact of she didn't have her, she didn't have a family structure that she wanted to have. So in order to provide that for her son the proper thing to do would be to, you know what I'm saying, be with his dad. And I think that's really what she was trying to do because I think a lot of the shit that we see Jenny do is really just trauma responses. You know what I'm saying? Her dealing with the men that she's dealt with is because of her dad. Her doing drugs is probably more than likely because of the men that she's dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Everything is that she's doing in her life, is it seems as if it's a trauma response. So I think that because of that, her whole thing is now that she's older, now that she finally settled down and done got away from most of the shit she probably done did in her life, this is the perfect time to raise my child. You know what I'm saying? I know that this is a man who's going to be there. This is his child. So, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I got to make sure he know who his dad is and so on and so forth. And I think that's more so what it's like outside of the you know what i'm saying oh i'm sick let me find somebody to take care of me thing i get that but at the same time it's like to say now it makes sense she's older maybe she's making better decisions it's the all right <clears throat> do it that way me mm-hmm. personally i think she got those results, said, look, I need to tell this boy who his father is, show this boy, well, get him with his father because I'm going to die soon. And that's that's still a trauma response, though. I mean, it is a trauma response. Mm-hmm. But but my thing is, if she never gets AIDS, do she ever tell Forrest? Well, I mean, she wrote the letter, so it's probably, yeah. I mean, that's what, but it, to me, it determines on why. I personally think, like, I mean, look, I'm not saying either one of us wrong. I mean, we right. didn't do like research on the movie. Of course, I yeah. don't know if if she never gets diagnosed with AIDS, she tells us. Yeah, but see, I so I think that once she finds out she's pregnant, that she tells Forrest because of you know what I'm saying everything in her past, as far as her you know what I'm saying her family goes. I think that she wants that for her son. I mean, of course, all parents want that for their kids, but I think that she wants that for her son to be around somebody who can properly love him and, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, because she never had it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think that we both could be right because there is really no explanation about any of this shit unless they come out with a Forrest Gump documentary, which I think is yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure there's some <clears throat> because this movie's so big and yeah. won so many awards. Yeah. I think that there was some. I'm pretty sure there are some notes that we could have whenever, but that's just not how we wrote. 
but right. and there there could be some 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 stuff with the person who wrote the script and be like, yeah, well, this actually means this. This happened because actually this. This is what I meant when I said this and did this. So I'm pretty sure there's something out there that says that. But I mean, I don't think, like I said, you you got some great points. I feel like I got some great points. We kind of met somewhere in the middle. I think that, like, okay, if I'm being honest, I was really being funny for the pie. I don't think Jenny was a terrible person. I think she lived through some very terrible circumstances and it just happened to be this one guy that no matter what she went through, mm-hmm. he loved her for her. Absolutely. The only thing that upset me about her was the version that he got when he finally got to marry her. That's what disappointed yeah, me. Because he, he didn't deserve it. Yeah, th- exactly. He didn't deserve exactly. to get that version of her where he had to take care of her until she died. Right. Like he that was my whole her. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I the only thing I mean. I definitely agree with that, especially with the way that he was, you know what I'm saying? Like with everything that he was doing for her and the way that he loved her, he definitely deserved better for sure. There's no argument there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, that's my only part about Jenny. Yeah. But uh but shout out to the actress that played her though, because I mean, for her to make me not like her, she Robin, she, Robin Wright. Yep, you know she's yeah. the uh, she plays in um, uh, Wonder Woman. Dang, that is her. She's her mother. No, I. I or she wanted the aunt. Mom, I don't think it's her mom. I think it's the her aunt. I think it's her aunt. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I remember now. You might be right though. It's one of them for sure. Okay. That's but yeah, she played in Wonder Woman. Man. I thought that was dope. Um. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get into the Fire Flames. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Yoga Fire. Yoga Flame. All right. So what you giving this, man? All right, man. Um, for what this movie is, uh. Look, first of all, Tom Hanks is one of the goats, man. You know what I mean? This is one of those roles where there aren't many out there, but he's one of the roles where I honestly feel nobody else could have played for his goat but Tom Hanks. Right. Um, He completely murdered that shit. So I want to get that out there. Um... But with that being said, like, but the rest of the cast was good, though. The rest of the cast was good. I think the writing of the script is good. And I think for what I believe the purpose of what the movie is, I think they did a phenomenal job with it. And I'm going to give it a 4.5. Um, I just think that this movie, there, there are a lot of movies that win a lot of awards that me personally i feel deserving but this is one of those ones where i feel that it was deserving because i think the job that tom hanks did Mm -hmm. like that's what makes the movie that all that stuff i said is good like the writing was good the script all that stuff was good Mm -hmm. but the way that he performed that shit that shit took that shit to the next level absolutely so that's why i'm giving this movie a 4.5 all right man um so <clears throat> excuse me so i uh i'm be honest with you i i can't give this movie anything less than a five okay um i think this is uh 
first and foremost, I don't think I know this is a classic movie. Um, mm -hmm. Tom Hanks did a phenomenal job in this movie. Um, and for them to come up with this concept of this man who goes on to be a part of, in one way or another, so many different um, major key, major and key moments in history and not really understand the significance of them, right? He didn't really understand the significance and the weight of all of these moments that he's been a part of. So much so that when he's telling people this story, they looking at him like, nigga, you met John Lennon, you was on Carson, like, nigga, you was in the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds so absurd. But like we said earlier, or like you said earlier, I'm sorry, because it's like, wait a minute, bro. You, who are you, first and foremost? You know what I'm saying? And nigga, you did all this shit in your life. And you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you got to show? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude didn't even think this nigga was the CEO of the shrimp company. Um, so to for them to be able to create that and then portray that on film. Even watching this as an adult, and I've seen this, I don't know how many times, even I was, like I said, as I said on here, I'm even sitting there like, man, ain't no way this nigga been a part of all this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? And just, like, you you know, I done came up with a whole theory about how he couldn't have been a part of all this shit. You know what <laughs> I think, like you said, that's the whole purpose of the film. But I think that's what makes this film so great is the fact that you can go and watch this film and you can then go back and rewatch it and have a totally different view of everything you've seen the first time. Then you can go back and rewatch it and you can have a totally different view of it, you know what I'm saying, the third time. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you get a writing room like that to be able to come up with, you know what I'm saying, something like this, nothing, you know what I'm saying, nothing but greatness comes from that. And I mean, it's it's literally stood the test of time. This there's not a there's not a person that I know that doesn't like the Forrest Gump movie. You know what I'm saying? This is this is one of those films that definitely is is a one to everybody. So yeah, I'm giving it a five. Okay. All right. Um, let's go ahead and move on, man. Let's get into uh, coming soon. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, so this next uh, um, this next episode we got for you guys is an appreciation episode. We are showing love and giving flowers to none other than the one and only Bokeem Woodbine. Um, you may know him from movies as Dead Presidents. Um. What else is he? Everything. Man. Jason's been. lyric. I know that's the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Jason's lyric. Uh, uh, well, he had a huge role. I think that's probably the the one we had like the most airtime mm -hmm. was Jason's lyric. Jason's yeah. lyric and um, Jason's lyric and Dead Presidents. Mm -hmm. Devil. He had a good. He had a good bit of time in Devil. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the other ones, he's just had memorable moments. But he's right. been in so many big movies. 
Yeah. Like his when we get there, his IMDb is crazy. Yeah. And but and like I'm just trying to think of movies movie. where wow. you know what I'm saying where, where he had like at least you know 15, 20 minutes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that's the that's the issue with him, and I think that's why a lot of people don't know like his name and who he is yeah. because yeah, you see him, but he don't have a lot of a lot of airtime. But yeah, yeah, those those are three movies that I could think of off the top of head where he had a, a good bit of airtime. And I remember. Movies. I remember uh, Dave Chappelle made a joke and he was talking about Bo King Wilbine and he said somebody called him the evil Dave Chappelle. Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was that's like, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. But yeah, man, um, you know, we're we going to bring you some some great entertainment, man. Um, we're going to catch you up on Bo King Wilbine and his greatness. You guys stay tuned. Get ready. Um, and uh, Man, can't wait to do that episode. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, if you didn't enjoy this episode, or if you too think that there's no way Forrest Gump ran a 4-340 to join the Alabama Crimson Tide and be a kick returner as fast as he was, you hit us up and you tell us on Instagram and on X at View Nine Pod. You can tell us on Facebook, VA Pod Watch Group. You can also tell us on uh, X in our community uh, viewers anonymous and if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to our podcast it's only two dollars and 99 a month um you get extra episodes on top of the ones that we already have available for free uh don't miss out man do not miss out uh and if you'd like to follow me personally you can follow me on x at scoots bronson i have a link to in my bio and you can follow me everywhere else there and y'all can follow me at s.foster8 on Instagram and X at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on IG. Follow the podcast on all major platforms, 28 Minutes or Less. Our last episode is 139, which is uh, done on Guy Fisher. Uh, so go check that out. And uh, that's all I got. Cool, man. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching. Um, your support is greatly appreciated. There could be no you with, I'm sorry, there could be no us without you. Um, and until the next episode, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.